0: Hello, everybody.
1: Welcome back to the Ice House Fit Podcast, talking all things fitness, mindset, nutrition, recovery, with a heavy emphasis on recovery today.
0: Recovery, yeah. yeah.
1: What are we talking about?
0: We're talking about hot and cold, hot, hot, cold, cold, hot, hot, cold.
1: So, like hot foods and cold foods,
0: hot beverages and cold nights. No, uh, we're talking. <laughs> 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 uh, we're talking about saunas and cold plunges.
1: Yeah. These are two tools that um, we've both used at certain points. Yeah. Some more than others due to availability of uh, said saunas. Said sauna, yeah. That's the interesting thing. Of, like We live in Fargo, North Dakota, one of the coldest places on the planet, and getting a sauna sometimes is the hardest thing you can find.
0: 100%. And so I had this theory <laughs> the other day that was like, why didn't... So the like 19... I'm going to say 1950s and older houses here in Fargo have this weird phenomenon of a toilet in the basement. Yeah. No sink, no bathroom, literally a toilet in the basement.
1: Just a random, in like the middle of it or in a corner somewhere.
0: And we have such Scandinavian roots. How did that toilet not be a sauna? Yeah. (laughs)
1: Like, I don't, that would have been so great.
0: Just pull (laughs) up in your own house, your, your old school house. It's got the wood burning. And
1: or the the heat oil or whatever it yeah. is. Yeah,
0: and there's just a sauna in the basement. Yeah, it's such a better use of <laughs> the
1: everything. space and the resources. Yeah, yeah. one
0: thousand percent. But it doesn't. Yeah. However, we have one coming to House.
1: Yeah, it'll be coming soon. A mobile one. Uh, for a short amount of time. So make sure that you can yeah. uh, take a listen to what we have to say about sauna use and cold plunges, and be able to try it out. Yeah. Yeah. Why? You know, I'm sure everybody knows what a sauna is. It's usually a hot. Room of some sort, yeah, heated by various methods. But why would somebody want to use a sauna?
0: So saunas and recovery go back. I'm gonna I'm gonna default to you for like the super nerd on this. Sure, goes back before before time. Mm -hmm. Um, And there's so many uh, like amazing properties about getting hot. Mm -hmm. Sweating is the big one. Yeah, right. So when we sweat, we release a lot of uh, like the crap that's built up in our body, Mm -hmm. and when we talk about heating muscles and increased blood flow. The goal of recovery is to flush more fluid and blood to the muscle. Mm. Right. So especially if you're if you're lifting, right? If you're lifting, you're shredding your muscles. That's a natural process. Not just like, ooh, you're getting shredded. Yeah. They literally tear. Mm-hmm. And so for recovery, we want to force blood flow. <sighs> no better way to do that than get hot.
1: Yeah. I mean there's a reason why we talk about warming up before exercise it's it's an increase in blood flow yeah body temperature increases but it's a byproduct of that additional circulation yeah it's like you think about your your circulatory system like there's not a it's not a super highway going to every single cell or every single fiber of your musculature or your organs Mm -hmm. it it's more of like a like a hose spraying across like your circulatory is like pushing blood and just like It's like watering a lawn. Yeah, that's there's there's what I'm looking for, and it sinks through the soil. Some areas might get a little bit more because it's closer to the sprinkler than others. Like there's there's that kind of an analogy of getting blood flow into your muscles and fascia is like the heart even harder because it's wrapping around it. Yeah, and so getting that heat is really important. And so
0: this is a weird like something that people don't quite understand about hydration. Mm -hmm. Right. So you can drink half your body weight in ounces in water and not be hydrated. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: And just like Jeremy was talking about, I love the watering the lawn analogy. It's like watering a plant, right? Like you dump a bottle of water into a house plant and it just drains right out the bottom. Mm -hmm. Some of your cells got water. Some of the soil got water and a lot of the soil didn't. And so something that heat and exercise, which is also heat, Right. when mm-hmm. we when we get super nerdy about it, exercise is heat, and so when we increase heat into the muscle, we are pulling water, stored water, into the muscle, mm-hmm. thus hydrating you more, thus making you more bendy and elastic and wonderful. Mm-hmm. When you hydrate without providing any type of heat, whether that's uh, physical or sauna, the water can just go wherever it wants to go mm-hmm. it can stay above the muscle it can go around the muscle it cannot get to the muscle and so that can also create some of the stiffness tightness whatever word you want to use um when you're feeling your body creaking you're like i drink a bunch of water mm-hmm. you miss the other part of the equation yeah yeah
1: and when we talk about like the the recovery components of this too is that you know, this is another form of stress on the system. Yeah. You know, we, we view it as, it's all stress, mm-hmm. um, but it's a stress that creates a benefit. So there's interesting phenomena that come with it of the creation of heat shock proteins, which is a, a way that our body can have, for simple terms, like being able to utilize those as signals to regenerate yeah. and reflow all of the, things that we, we need, like our hydration, the resources to rebuild muscles more effectively. And along with that, there's a, something really cool about the exposure to heat as well. Like the more often that you're able to do it in like fairly extreme ways, mm-hmm. like we, we look at sauna and it's, it's pretty extreme, Yeah, like even at a low level. Yeah. Like even at a, a cool sauna, like, I don't know, Like, we're like 90 degrees. Like, imagine just going into a 90 degree room or even an 80 degree degree room. Yeah. It would be, for some people, it's going to be great and magical. And for a lot of people, it's going to feel uncomfortable. Yeah. There's something great psychologically of getting into that space of being able to sit there for an extended period of time and get comfortable being uncomfortable.
0: And that's the heart of what we're talking
1: about. Yeah. And there's also like it can help so much with your ability to get uncomfortable in other ways. Yeah, Like think about, you know, those of you who are Ice House clients, you know, we don't have air conditioning. It's true. In the gym. Yep. Working out on those hot, hot days, we, we keep safety in mind. And they're also really tough. Yeah. To where then now you think about something like that and like looking at your training in seasons, you remember back to those times, you're like, holy crap, like I push through harder than I have the rest of the year. Yeah. In different ways. Yeah. And yeah, it's really difficult. And I also make it allowing us to handle different, more stress or like it allows us to handle more difficult workouts.
0: And this is at the heart of both of these, They're both hot and cold, mm-hmm. is the ability to, it's a mental game and. Less of a physical game, yeah. And I say that, and when you experience, you know, 180, 200 degree sauna, everything in that experience is like my body is like, get me out of here, yeah. <laughs> peace out, I'm out, right? And the ability to withstand and then find comfort, and when like, I hear a lot, get comfortable being uncomfortable. When you experience that, when you can sit in a 150, 160 degree sauna and sweat your butt off and be like, there's nowhere else I'd rather be, Mm -hmm. that is so insanely powerful in what I believe that's the piece that gets missed in. And this is going to tie with what we do as well. Like that gets missed a lot in general
2: mm-hmm.
0: being able to it would be i just had the thought it would be fun to do a workout now and repeat it in july and like actually take stats on that mm-hmm. probably august here when it like there's like three weeks where it gets above 100 and it's crazy to be able to take that level of push sweating your butt off you've gone through a shirt and relate that to your other life mm-hmm. i think a lot of times people are like well that's just the song i do or that's just a workout I do. Yeah. It doesn't, for some reason, translate easily to the outside world.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: It, it's hard to wake up and say, like, yeah, I just squatted 200 pounds in eh, BD. Mm-hmm. Like, if you could do the same uh, theoretical effort in like whatever other task outside the gym, can you imagine? Mm-hmm. Like, if you could take the energy effort mental space it takes to sit in a sauna for 30 to 40 minutes at 200 degrees and apply that to life
1: i think about how focused you have to be like focused on being unfocused but like again it's like we've talked about this on other other podcasts of like it becomes the flow state rather Mm -hmm. than the like just another minute like soldier on yeah get yourself through it
0: and and I would venture to guess you're gonna find both. Yes. Right. You're gonna find the days th- that are flow state, and you're gonna find the days are like, that clock better tick faster, mm-hmm. and you- I've
1: been here for the longest time. Oh, I'm gonna take a look at the clock, and yeah, it's been a minute. Cool.
0: And there's beauty in both of those, Yeah. right? There's beauty in the ability to, to, to fight your way through, and there's ability to be with it and mm-hmm. allow yourself to play in that place.
1: Yeah, yeah. And, and I mean, we're, we're talking about both sides of the coin in general as well, is that when we can get comfortable in the extremes, we're a much more flexible being. Absolutely. The the expression, or the the silly expression of it, you become harder to kill. Yeah. Like there are, are, especially in the cold uh, immersion Mm -hmm. side of things, there's so many things there that are really cool. And like, think about your... Friends, family, whomever, coworkers that live in more stable climates. That you know, they're living in California, Texas, Florida, the places where it stays warm all the time, where we yep. joke that you know, it gets to sixty degrees and they dress like we do when it's negative fifty. Yep. You know, they have a reduced amount of flexibility towards that cold scale. Yeah. Whereas we do get some pretty extreme sides of the coin up here.
0: So I think this is going to be fun because we are extremes. Yeah. I sit in a sauna in sweatpants and a hoodie Mm -hmm. and it takes on average 20 to 30 minutes to get the first bead of sweat. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: You sit in a sauna in a onesie (laughs) (laughs) in, in bicycle shorts,
1: basically immediately sweat, sweat. Yeah.
0: I can handle cold up to about the tap water temperature right now in Fargo, which I haven't measured it. it's around 38, 40 degrees. Mm-hmm. Right about there is when I start to get like the brain freeze. Oh, yeah. And I've seen you get in water that I know is colder than that.
1: I used to do cryotherapy for, like I've, I've done times where, so whatever they take that down to with the liquid nitrogen, like yeah. negative 200, negative 300, whatever it yeah. is. And many times, so they'll take your skin temperature afterwards. Yeah, And I've actually had to do two in a row. So like a full three minutes, which most people don't last anyways. Yeah. And then another three minutes on top of that. Yeah. And there's like, you're still just putting off heat. Like your body's still reacting to this. We got to, we can even go colder.
0: (laughs) And that's, and that's where I am with hot. Yeah. Right. Like a good friend had us on it and we got it up to 200 degrees and it took 20 minutes in full sweatpants and a hoodie and a t-shirt. And then I had shorts on underneath it took a half hour to sweat wow and so like everybody else is like hopping out and dying and i'm like we've achieved sweating <laughs> oh, i got warm finally <laughs> sweet we got another 30 to 40 minutes before we get to that weird place <laughs> yeah. and and the biggest thing that is going to help with this process is your breath
1: yeah that's the uh, it's the only way to it
0: yeah and so if you are a person that struggles to shut off the hamster wheel or doesn't understand the power of breath, these two, either on their own or together, are two of the most powerful tools to try.
2: Mm
0: -hmm. Is to intentionally sit in a sauna. You you may need to start with 30 to 40 minutes. Saunas, like cold, have a, you need to build into it. It's not just something where if this is your first time you hop in a 200 degree sauna and stay there for an hour because people on a podcast told you to yeah don't It is something that when you get to the point where you can feel your heartbeat and you will you'll find that place at some point that's right about your edge mm-hmm. right That's when you know you've gotten to like okay maybe I need to step out and breathe. Mm -hmm. 70 degree air the combination of hot to cold like that is not for the untrained person yes this is we're doing this because we've done this for a long time and it's fun Mm -hmm. i take a cold shower almost every day i put my feet in the grass or in the snow almost every day for at least two minutes jeremy i know has i mean he's doubled up cryotherapy (laughs) that's wild to me um i (laughs) cannot imagine being that cold. Um, and that being said, it was for cold showers. So there's a fun thing that happens in, in Fargo is that summer cold is like, meh. Mm-hmm. Our winter tap water temperature <laughs> is no joke.
1: Yeah, it's, it's, I accidentally turned mine too cold too fast this morning and it was like, oh, it's like dagger. Like I, I feel like I just took a snowball to the chest.
0: Yeah, like it's wild. And so... Even in that building, like you start with 30 second cold showers, mm-hmm. right? At you, the end of it. Yeah. Like you take a nice hot shower you're feeling great and then wha- bam, and you build into it. Mm-hmm. Right. And then one day's going to, you're going to be like, I wonder what it's like to start with a cold shower and you're going to find out. Mm-hmm. Just warn people that live with you that if there's yelling coming from the shower that you are okay. <laughs> <That's>
1: cool. <laughs> It's not cool, but it's cool. <laughs>
0: <laughs> if you are an ice bath person, so like they're a little bit more challenging up here, unless you have a, you know, you invest in the self-regulated,
1: the fancy ones, or you build a DIY cooler or whatever it is, or you go to a, a facility that has one. Yeah. I think there's a couple in town that have small ones, like yeah. uh, larger gyms or a cryotherapy place. Yeah. Or like a float tank that's not really cold, but yeah. Um, it feels cold the first time you get in.
0: We can. We should add that to the list.
1: Yeah. Float tanks. Float tanks. Yeah, that's a whole. We can. We can talk about that as well.
0: It's the sound of silence.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> and like, so talking about like doing two sessions back to back of cryotherapy, well, not. It's unusual and not normal, and what. Exactly what you said is breathing was the reason that I was able to manage that the most. Mm-hmm. So because you're you're freestanding, you're not under the water yeah. like like you would be in a cold plunge tank. Yep. So the big difference with that is that even though a cold plunge tank maybe at 35 degrees, it's not even freezing. Yeah. It's still going to feel like it's the coldest thing you've ever been in. Mm-hmm. Like I've done both and. Negative three hundred feels like nothing compared to like a thirty degree cold plunge.
0: The water is wild. Yeah, it's yeah. it's.
1: There's some uh, physical aspects of that just from physics mm-hmm. that are responsible for that because the the liquid is much colder, much more permeated. And also, I've been in a, uh, a very cool cryotherapy chamber in uh, Columbus, Ohio, that was like a walk-in freezer. Uh, and you could actually move around. Uh, and the more that you move the air, Yeah. it was very much like being in water. Because yeah. it intensified it so much. You could just feel the, the actual heat pull out of your body.
0: So, fun fact. When I lived in Colorado Springs, we would climb the incline. And then we would come home and take cold whirlpool. Yeah. And so we'd buy the bags of vice and we'd fill up the <laughs> whirlpool tub and we'd sit in it and like you would just be sitting. And then it was like the funnest thing to, I had a roommate at the time and I would just sneak up and hit the button <laughs> that would just then like jets. turn the jets and circle the, cause you, you can make that little warm pool. Yeah. Right. Like if you don't move, it, it's tolerable. Mm-hmm. As soon as you turn those jets on, whole <gasps> new world. <laughs> <laughs> it was definitely like a hit the button and go get groceries.
1: <laughs> yeah. Run. Yeah. yeah. And so, like, one of the things that's one of the physiologic things that is really neat and interesting and cool about all of this is that um, we have this thing that all mammals do called the mammalian dive reflex. It happens when you have cold water on your face, on your nose, in your nostrils. It's a signal to your body to start to pull resources in.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. It's a survival mechanism. Mm -hmm. All mammals have it because even aquatic mammals have this as well. It's a survival instinct because water is cold and we're not meant to be underwater for a long period of time. And when we get beyond that period of time where it's comfortable, we need to conserve oxygen somehow It's not even necessarily a body temperature thing it's a it's an oxygen conservation because it's required for our metabolism it's required to create energy
0: it's also surrounding your organs yes. right like you want your organs to stay nice and toasty yeah yeah
1: and fueled
0: which if you're from up here you're familiar you, it's very possible you're familiar with this through frostbite yeah. This is part of the, the extremities reason first. That, yep. Yeah. You lose the nose and the tips of the toes and the tips of the fingers.
1: Yeah, it's the yeah. body pulling everything in. Mm-hmm. So that reflex happens. You know, it can happen with very cold air as well. Yeah. Like primarily if you splash cold water on your face. There's a reason why that works as like a way to wake yourself up. Yep. Is that it puts the awareness on the nervous system to be able to say, hey, there's a there's a very stressful thing happening right now. Uh <laughs> conserve <laughs> oxygen in the right ways yeah. uh, release things like norepinephrine adrenaline to to get you to whatever it needs to happen However to like, survive yep like one of the major like this is something that blows people's mind a lot of, is that you know, we live in, a, in an area where ice fishing is a thing mm-hmm. part of the world where that's that's normal yeah when people fall through the ice it's not always hypothermia that gets them there is a, this cold shock phenomenon that happens that people can have a heart attack just from falling through the ice yep. because of that reflex happening so quickly and so strong. Yeah. And so when we do things like expose ourselves to cold water on a regular basis or, or cold-ish water, yep. is that we start to train that so that we can handle it better, thus the getting harder to kill. Yeah, is that we can survive a very, very traumatic shock like that if it's cold or, or something else and actually come out of it being very resilient.
0: 100%. And this is a fun... I think it's fun. Some people are going to be like, that's not fun. <laughs> it's a fun thing to play with, right? So as we get into cold, you want to start baby steps, right? You want to start with your 30 seconds and your more than likely in the safety of your shower or something like that is how most people kind of find the journey of cold as it like I remember in 2020 I I, I followed five women from Chicago that would break the lake open and swim every day Mm -hmm. and three minutes is really all you need Mm -hmm. you can hoorah and go for five great love that for you seven there's there's Just like everything in life, there's a, there's a point of diminishing return. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing you want to be careful with, with both cold and hot is it's really easy, especially if you have friends that are doing it and you're watching the Instagrams, you're doing all the things, the ego can be like, well, I can do that. Mm -hmm. There's a point of diminishing return, being really mindful of where your body is. I know for me, three to four minutes is that's it. It's all I got. It's all I need. It's all I want especially of cold. <laughs> I know for myself, like an hour in a, in a pretty intense sauna, especially if there's a, like a wet sauna, mm-hmm. that's it. I'm out in an hour for most of my friends. That's 30 to 40 minutes and they're good. Mm-hmm. You know, you can, you can Google all of the amazing benefits from like brown fat and metabolism and, and oxygen and all of those things. The, f- the fun part is exactly what Jeremy's talking about, though, is that like you're harder to kill.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I think is it Pat Barber's easier to love, harder to kill, I think is one of his brands. Sounds familiar. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, and using these tools to like play with that and to and to feel that recovery. You spend an 30 to 40 minutes in a sauna in the evening. I guarantee you your sleep is better. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And again, the ease that you can bring into other difficult things, it becomes a lot easier as well. Yeah. All of a sudden, when we hit those hundred degree days, rare though they are, you're able to deal with it on a different level than other people are. You're like, oh, I do the hotter than this for an extended period of time. Yeah. Or you go to a tropical location and you're not immediately sweating through every piece of clothing that you have in the same way that the people who've never experienced that are.
0: And vice versa. I can now put my arms down in winter because I don't have every single layer of clothing
1: on. (laughs) (laughs) Not wearing a snowsuit everywhere you go, yeah.
0: Me and Tipsy Elf, we've become good friends. (laughs) Here's my full onesie. What has been in your experience, so we, we talked hypothetically about, you know, it's easier to do the things in real life do you have an experience of like being able to attribute getting into the cold, getting into the hot to making this thing easier?
1: Yeah, so I'm gonna go in the heat because that's the the less easy for me. During twenty twenty I did all of my training basically in Asana mm. throughout that entire summer. I was in our garage. It's quite full of things. And so I had a very small footprint of where my platform and weights and things could be.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: That being said, it's also just a double stall garage. It's not insulated. It doesn't have air conditioning. um, It's just a basic garage. Yeah. Uh, It has one window that faces south. Helpful. uh, Where I placed (laughs) the platform, I couldn't open the door because I was right next to it. And so Uh. on a hot day, I could just crack it and have a fan going. Yeah. So it was like training in a sauna. And as that, as I got more comfortable in being there, like there were some parts of it where I was learning different ranges of motion for myself in my joints because they weren't, it, it, it's different. The, yeah. the amount of circulation is very different. Yep. It allowed me to focus on different areas of the training or different aspects of what I could focus on. Um, it made me Get a much more laser focus in training. So it's also doing it alone for the first time. Yeah, and so having difficult days where I'm in my head of everything, and like the the inner critic is screaming and screaming, and every hypothetical that isn't even lifting related is running through my head. Being able to actually go through that helps to actually go through it yeah. rather than just say, oh, stuff it down, ignore it, deal with that later, later yeah. time. Someday when I go to therapy, I'll deal with that or whatever. <laughs> um, and that can translate over to competition, especially in the lifting world, or when it's a, a different way of lifting, like when it then became the, the following year, sets of 10s and 20s, that I was much more set up from a mental component to tackle those things that were really difficult for me.
0: Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah. That's for me, really...
1: the cold—it's that—that's easy. <laughs> Just breathe. It's totally the exact opposite. <laughs> I was like, uh, yeah, I can get. Do I get cold? Yes, absolutely. Are there moments of like where I get really like I get in my get in a car and I don't let it warm up very well and I'm, I'm shivering and freezing? Yeah, that absolutely happens and. For me, it's always about, it comes back to the breath. The more that I can control my breath, the more comfortable I can get. Yeah. The more comfortable I am, the warmer I, not like, not only the more warmer I feel, like the actual war, more warm I get.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Because I'm not in this hyperventilation, I'm not in this um, upregulatory state that's stimulating the nervous system Yeah. to like where it's rather than going 100 miles an hour, it's going 50. That makes sense. So it's not racing to pull all the oxygen and resources and heat inwards. It's doing it at half the speed. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Because, you know, we like to get weird on this podcast. Being in the cold has helped me relate to anger more than anything else. So for the longest time, anger was not an emotion that I believed in. (laughs) (laughs) It's just not real. And... I'm very well aware of why that is. And I had this fear that once you expressed anger, you are an angry person. Mm. And so I, I didn't have a healthy outlet for anger. And living up here, it's very cold. And mm. like I used to call it cold induced Tourette's. I would get in my car and just be angry mm-hmm. at the cold. And until I realized how to uh, express anger in a healthy way, I hated winter here, like deep hatred for the month of February. And it's been interesting. Two things have happened. One, global warming. Love it. Uh, It hasn't been that bad this year. (laughs) Uh, December was terrible. January is kind of weird for us right now. It's been easier to be in the cold expressing anger Mm. for me. So when I am able to, uh, like my go-to version of expressing anger is to yell into a pillow or to uh, getting a great baseball swing with a pillow against the the bed or the couch to just let that energy move. Mm. When I made the connection that anger is energy, that made a lot of sense. There's no difference in energetics between anger and excitement it's just a different version of how we feel it
1: mm-hmm.
0: and i was like oh, it's whatever meaning
1: we projected onto it
0: yeah so that was really helpful and then uh through that process of continued cold exposure like i would get in the cold and be turn that dial and instant irrational anger mm. for cold and so that has been cold exposure has been a big part of my healing journey as well as my physical journey because seven months out of the year we're cold Mm -hmm. and so also in the cold is when I would notice stiffness tightness just takes forever for me to warm up I am like a a diesel engine like it I can do an entire class workout and feel like I just got warmed up Mm -hmm. and That is I I wanna say that's intensity interdependent. (laughs) Like I could kick my own butt and then be like, okay, I'm warm now. I can do a long slow and be like, Okay, I'm warm now. Like it Mm -hmm. takes it takes a, a decent amount of time for my body to warm up. In that, so like not being able to get warm enough to feel good was very challenging Mm -hmm. introducing cold into my life purposely in the morning in the shower has reduced that time so now it's about 20 to 25 minutes like if we're in in the gym takes about 20 to 25 minutes of continuous movement to be like okay there we are Mm -hmm. whereas in the summer it's like five minutes Mm -hmm. you know when it's 105 in the gym i'm like sweet this is going to be awesome I'm going to feel good. Yeah. Yeah. And so that was a big connection for me is, is the, I was not expecting the emotional piece of the hot and the cold. Mm -hmm. And the first time I did a full cold plunge, I did a lot of cold plunges, not realizing what cold plunges were. That was the, the means of recovery in college. They would just dunk us in cold tanks and Mm -hmm. turn the little, it was like a Propeller motor on. <laughs> Spin <laughs> like, it around. Watch case. your toes and yeah. good luck, everybody. And so I, I've had a lot of cold exposure that way. I hadn't had a lot of like intentional cold exposure of like, hey, I'm gonna. I have no reason to get into that. Let's go get into that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so when I started doing, just fill up the bathtub, dump a couple of bags of ice in there, cubes of ice, whatever it was. A lot of my physical deterrent of winter started to go away. Mm-hmm. And that was really, really cool. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Those are, I've seen so many people's journeys with uh, getting introduced to cold in various ways. And like, there's a weightlifting gym in, in uh, Ohio that they do this club every month of like, they get into the cold. Mm-hmm. No matter how cold it is outside, you know, Ohio's not exactly like tropical. Yeah, it's warmer than here, and also gets cold. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that they do that every month, and also pair it with the uh, with the emotional side of things. Yeah, like they're even the resistance to doing it. If you're willing to get curious about why you have the resistance to it, mm-hmm. can have some interesting lessons. Like what is coming up for me right now that's saying, "Don't get in there." Yeah, what's what. What is the script that's holding me back from it, and the same thing can be said about asana if you're if you're more inclined like I am, and the the heat becomes more daunting yeah is more it's more effort,
0: yeah yeah, and you'll start to learn that resistance is the way, yeah, as much as you don't want to learn that lesson <laughs> and and with that, like allowing yourself the freedom to express, mm hmm and so for me, it took, like, Ashley didn't love hearing me yell in the shower at 5 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> and she understood what was ha- happening on the other side. Mm-hmm. Right. And so then we made an agreement that maybe I would only yell on the weekends. But. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, that can be another exercise, too, of, like, because there's a there's a modicum of control of... Mm-hmm. You having to own your breath as much as possible to not yell and scream, mm-hmm. and like every time I would take somebody with me to go cryotherapy, like very many, very many of them didn't enjoy it because they were in this this yeah. stress state even before they got into it. That their their shoulders are in their ears, they're breathing in their chests and very shallow, and the the even just being there in the robe they feel cold. Yeah, and. They're, they've already put themselves into it. And so what is that resistance? And why do I feel this need to be in this this locked up state already where I'm already feeling cold, I'm already creating that response? Yeah. How can I get comfortable? What are the st- st- sorts of things that are coming up for me as I enter the cold or even think about getting into the cold? Is it fear? Is it is it anger? Like, yeah. get curious about what exactly it is. Being curious as to what are the physical sensations that you're going through. It's easy to just white label it as just cold. Where do you feel the cold most? What kind of a cold does it feel like? Is it a burning sensation? Is it a stabbing sensation? Is it a, does it feel like it's just covering you equally? Is it focused in one area? Yeah. Getting connected to those things help you get connected to many parts of yourself that you tend to ignore.
0: Yeah, and that's, super powerful what you just said like that workout to work in Mm -hmm. and the more you can start to express even if that's just the thought in your head of this is a sharp ping in my my quad right the more you can start to express those things in those moments the more connected you're becoming with your body the flip side of that is the more you fixate on that a lot of times it's going to get worse oh yeah right it's like when you first stub your toe it doesn't hurt mm-hmm. and then you look at it and then it's like bam there's the yeah. pain yeah
1: it's and pain so, science 101 and like the more you focus on <laughs> the more you're aware of an area any small change to that is going to be exacerbated by, by an a exponential factor
0: yeah and so there's a difference between curiosity and
1: fixation. And that's yeah. what
0: I really wanted to point out is that get curious about different things and leave them there. Mm-hmm. Right.
1: It's like, well, that's interesting. Moving on.
0: Yeah. Neat. Cool. Next.
1: I always tell people it's uh, more and more. The uh, the number one rule of Ice House is, is, is improv rules of yes and. Yes and. and. It's like, yes, I feel that. And what else? Yeah. Yeah. I'm, yeah. My toes feel like they're about like, I don't feel them at all. And what does what the middle of my footloaf feel like? What does my calf feel like? What do my quads feel like?
0: Yeah, there was a, I feel like it was like a, I don't remember why this is popped in my head, but there was like a Buddhist journey mm-hmm. and they had to walk for like ever. And the guy's like, my feet hurt. And the little Buddhist guy is like, focus on the top of your head. Yeah. And I was like, oh. <laughs> All right, yeah, I was
1: just listening, like, that just reminds me of a, quite a few like Alan Watts anecdotes. Of, of similar things in in the Zen realm of, your right hand hurts, well, why don't you just cut it off? Yeah. And then deal with the pain of not having it yeah. versus having it.
0: they having it, yeah. Yeah, it's wild. How do you get started into this, Jeremy?
1: Um, so there's many ways. We mentioned that we will have a, a sauna on hand temporarily at Ice House. That mm-hmm. can be a great, great way to start if you're listening to this before, if you're listening to this afterwards. There are a few options in town, um, there's like a steam room at like the white YMCA. Yep. Uh, there are a couple massage parlors in town that have infrared saunas, mm-hmm. saunas that you can get a membership for if that's something that you're you're interested in.
2: Yeah.
1: If you're you're really into it and you really want to go for it, a lot of places have home saunas that are you know, anywhere from a thousand dollars on up for right. however you, much yep. you want to pay. Mm-hmm. And so those can be great options for people. Small personal saunas, even just getting into a hot bathroom, like running a really hot shower, like a yeah. steam shower, can be a good option for you as well to get started and get used to some of these things.
0: Yeah. Equal parts with a hot bath. Just get yeah. into a hot bath.
1: Hot tubs and places, Yeah, if you have one of your own, yeah, can be very similar too. Yeah, yeah. The cold side of things, you know, it's easy because you just go outside, uh, that's one part that you can do. Absolutely. And the other part is that, just like Coach Mo said, is cold showers. They're they're readily available. Um, one of the most important pieces of this to remember is get your head wet. Yeah, that's we we do have some of the physiologic responses when getting the whole body uh, submerged,
2: mm-hmm.
1: or like at least up to the neck submerged. Yep, and really the big difference is when we get that cold water on the face trigger that mammalian dive reflex. Like you've actually gone under the water yep. fully that's where you're really going to feel the most effect out of it. It's yeah. also going to be the thing that you're going to resist the most. Yeah. You're like, get my back cold. Who? Yeah, whatever. My, cut my foot off with, with the cold. And, like, getting my head under can be the biggest fight.
0: Yeah, and make sure, like, especially if this is your first time with a cold shower, the back is worse than the front. I'll just tell you that. So just turn around and turn the knob because it's easier. <laughs> um, and also, make sure you're allowing all parts of you to get cold mm-hmm. it's really easy to just take it on the mid back or you know the mid chest but move around get your legs cold get those armpits like mm-hmm. get weird with it and let your whole body get cold if you want to take it that one step further fill up your bathtub uh-huh. the nice thing is if you're in Fargo right now you can just you can literally use the cold water yeah you don't have to go get ice you don't have to put snow in there no no Cold water is really cold right now. Yeah. And the same rules apply. Start with like thirty seconds in there. Mm-hmm. You know, you make it to thirty, start with go to a minute. The the thing with cold so hot I find if you're like if you're like me and you're in the sauna, like it it you get in right before it gets hot. Mm-hmm. Right? Like it just takes a while to warm the thing up. Cold gets cold right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's no okay. like pre-launch to get cold. i putting
1: you in it without a circulator regulation of it. It's actually going to get warmer.
0: Yeah, <laughs> the the thing that, in, and Jeremy talked about this when he was talking about somebody falling through the ice, that shock is real. Mm-hmm. And so remind yourself you're safe and find your breath. So every time I turn the nozzle to cold, the only thing I think about is finding my breath. Mm. Find your breath, find your breath. And there's a little like you're safe you're literally in your shower you're gonna be okay find your breath yeah and it's you're i'm gonna i'm gonna go out on a limb and say you've never breathed like that before because it's a very instinctual primal breath that you're finding Mm -hmm. when you hit the cold it is a like Everything in you, if, you, if you've if you never experienced fight, flight, or freeze, <laughs> everything in you is gonna wanna get out of that cold water. Stay there and
1: breathe. Yeah.
0: And in about 20, 15, 20 seconds, you're gonna be like, oh, there I am, okay.
1: Drop right in, yeah.
0: Yeah, and that's where the beauty happens. No one wants to wake up and say, maybe Jeremy does. I'm going to take a cold shower today. There is an (laughs) internal battle with myself the majority of the time. Mm. Turn the knob. Turn the knob now. Turn the knob. And what's been crazy is I've been doing this for about two and a half years now. My body craves the cold. Mm Mm-hmm. I'll try to trick it. I'm like, I'm gonna take a hot shower and I make it hotter and hotter and hotter. My body's like, this is not what we want.
1: It's weird now.
0: Yeah. Like we want the cold, like go the other way. And my brain is like, but do we? Mm -hmm. (laughs) And it's, it's been wild. And so you will get to the place where you're like, okay, it's going to
1: be okay. Yeah. Also another logistical pro tip. If you are doing cold baths, Mm -hmm. Um, rather than going out, like buying ice, if you don't have an ice maker can be expensive. If you're yeah. going out and buying bags of ice, mm-hmm. I was told this last year and my mind was blown completely. Like get yourself a gallon jug of water, water. or yeah. like a milk jug and fill it with water, tape it up, shut, put it in your freezer and just refreeze that over and over and over again. I was like, oh, that's brilliant. Yeah. Like if you, especially if you have room in a deep freezer, you just have like a small apartment f- freezer that might not be the greatest bet for you. But if I'm you a th- have
0: a small apartment freezer, go get the, um, they're like the square, somewhat deep, not truly deep, zip, uh, like plastic,
1: baggies. Not baggies, or like but the, the ice block the, things.
0: Uh, they're just like the things you put your leftovers in. Just the square oh, Tupperware yeah. things. Yep. Freeze like three of those, and it'll drop your temperature down pretty quickly. Yeah, they will warm up enough that the ice ice will float in your bath. But that's another great way to do it. That's what I do because yeah. we just have a standard size freezer, mm-hmm. so I have three of those in there. Yeah, I just pop them out.
1: Yeah anything you can do to help take it down anything cold yeah and then you have all the
0: weird plastic bags and things too
1: yeah it's helpful all that too yeah you don't have to remember your ice run yeah (laughs) every thursday i gotta get some ice
0: you can get snow i would advise that you want snow after it snows yeah just pro tip
1: <laughs> <laughs> never know what's lurking beneath the surface. Yeah. 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 <laughs> or what well, what's been around it. Yeah. Yeah. Color hot and cold. We want to talk a little bit about isolation floats. Salt floats. Yeah.
0: I did not realize how amazing they were until I started doing them. Mm-hmm. I've heard people I've heard people say like you go in like a lion and you come out like a lamb. And wow. Yeah. Um, so Salt Float, if you're not familiar, uh, you go into typically the one I've done is like a oversized shower. I hear there's like little bubble ones. I've,
1: I've only ever been in the pod ones. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So there's like a, the one I've been to, uh, it's Salt Two O here in town. And you like open a shower door and you get into like a hot tub. Mm-hmm. You have the opportunity to completely black it out. Like you can't see your hand in front of your face. Yeah. Um, you also have the opportunity. They have some like. Muzak, <laughs> oh. um, and you can kill that too, Yeah, and the salt is at the right ratio so that you float.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: It is one of the, so the, if done properly, the water temperature mimics your body temperature. It doesn't feel like it at first, but then you kind of settle in, and so there's really no difference between your body, the water, and the air, mm. and so it's all, like, like you're in goo, <laughs> like you're yeah. in a goo state and some people will fall asleep. So they will like put little, they have little jets that wake you up. if You fall asleep. There's not many opportunities in this time that we live in to have absolutely nothing. hmm And again, for people who that's the most terrifying thing in the world, there's light and music if you need it. Mm-hmm. And there's something so magical about being completely disconnected. There's also something so magical about not being able to feel your physical body. Mm -hmm. I didn't believe this when I heard it. You actually can get to a point where you you don't feel your physical body. You are being 100% supported by the water. And... Sometimes I would like wiggle <laughs> <laughs> just so I can be like, am I still here?
1: Like, did I just die or what? what happened here?
0: It's for me, it's like a massage on steroids because of the silence and the dark. It's like a, a meditation and there's no expect, like you're not trying to meditate. Yeah. There's no expectation.
1: Well, we, if we look at many of the meditation practices, especially you Zen Buddhists, like it, that's the, the state that, many of them are looking to achieve like through their lessons and through their meditations is that we're, we're looking to shed all connection to the physical self because yeah. it's everything.
0: Yeah.
1: Like because nothing is everything and everything is nothing.
0: And everything comes from nothing. Yeah. And so I highly recommend if you have not tried one, give it a try, <laughs> give that a try.
1: <laughs> the the first time. I did try it. Uh, I was with uh, Coach Ellie on a, a lifting trip, mm. and uh, we had very wildly different experiences. For her, it was it was more stressful mm-hmm. because uh, I always like to envision it as a nerd reference for the week of uh, in uh, Empire Strikes Back, Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Luke is tempted to go into this cave where there's a strong presence of the dark side, and. Yoda ha- asks him a question, or uh, he's, he asks a question of what's inside. Mm-hmm. Luke asks Yoda this. And Yoda says, Only what you take in.
0: Mm. Star Wars coming deep.
1: Yeah. And he goes in and sees Darth Vader. Like he took in anger. Yep. He took in the fear of the com- confrontation of this big bad enemy. Mm-hmm. And when he confronted it, and vader's head off yeah with the exposure of what was underneath the mask and it was him yeah and so really when you go into these deep dark spaces whatever you're going to experience is whatever you bring in with you
0: jeremy's going deep today (laughs) i'm here for this i'm 100 here for this
1: yeah and if you take in a very frenetic state of mind, you're, you're, you're still going through your whole to-do list in your head. Like, yes, I'm here for all this uh, relaxation, and when I'm done, I'm going to do that, that, this, that, then I have a million yeah. problems to solve while I'm here. Yeah. Yeah, you're going You're going to experience all the problems. You're going to experience all the, the trials and tribulations. You're going to get frustrated by being there. Yeah. Every time you bump up against the side of the tub, you're going to be like, ah, God damn it. Yeah. Or the, the water is just a little bit too cool or a little bit too warm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wish there was something to distract me a little bit with some noise. Yeah. Yeah. It can be a very stressful situation like that. Yep. And it can also be the opposite when you can surrender into... The nothingness.
0: Yeah, and if you can be there. With. With you.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And. It's a very a, a drastically different experience than hot and cold. Mm-hmm. There is no real like. Yes, you will connect to your breath, but there's no breathing through it necessarily. Yeah. You can use breath as a tool to quiet the mind, and you nailed that. Like I. I don't, yeah, you absolutely <laughs> nailed that. It's, it's completely what you bring into it or expect from it is what it's mm-hmm. going to give you.
1: I find going back to breath and these experiences, um, whether it's in a, a full pod or a tub or you know, even getting yourself into a really like comfortable cocoon of like blankets on your bed and an mm-hmm. eye pillow,
2: mm-hmm. like
1: can have some similar effects too. Yeah. Is that I find breathing to be the like, that's like the background music. Yeah. Like If I get into it, then it becomes a distraction.
0: Yeah, um, I can see that. So
1: if you find yourself in that frenetic like mindset in this type of experience, like even if you're just at home, you've got a quiet day, there's no distractions, white noise machine, whatever it is, and you find yourself really distracted by your thoughts and going down a million rabbit holes, that's where you can't come back to your breath and focus on your breathing as the way to ground yourself into the experience.
0: Yeah, that's what, uh, same, agreed. Like, the days that I go in frazzled, the breath helps me remind, like, oh, hey, welcome back. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I can look at the void and it can look back. (laughs) 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 Yeah, it's a... can be an eye-opening experience in many ways in, in all three of these. Absolutely. Especially if you are willing to be curious about it. The danger that I've seen in all three of these, some more actually dangerous than others is in, when we get too competitive with it. Yeah. And we we're, we're, yep. we're too gung ho of like, I was having a conversation with a friend of mine from the Unlifted community who's a, a Wim Hof instructor. And he's like, there's this, this movement that like once, once like the Joe Rogan experience got introduced to the Wim Hof where like yep. all the bros then we're trying to make it like about as long, how long can I do? How long can I hold my breath? Yeah. Yeah. Or like, how long can I stay in this cold? Like, how much can I flex on everybody? Yeah. it's like, instead of actually being able to be there with the sensation and the feeling and get there. Yeah. In the way that is actually being taught as well.
0: Yeah. 100%. I uh, am a firm believer of competition when competition is the right place to be. Yeah. In a lot of these tools, it's not. Yeah. It's not about that at all.
1: Cold is hypothermia, heat heat stroke heat exhaustion these are real dangerous folks yeah and so check in with yourself know how you're feeling know when a push is appropriate and you're gonna know if you're being curious and not ego driven
0: absolutely and, and and like both of us can relate to that if jeremy sat in a sauna like i did he would die and if yeah. i sat in the cold like he did i would die like it's it's the ability to to know yourself is what the end goal of this is. Mm-hmm. And the other thing I would say is try to do this more than once. Yeah, <laughs> You do it once, it's going to be like, that was terrible, and I don't ever really want to do that again. Especially for your opposite, right? So for me, it's cold for him. It's hot. Go a few times. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm always fascinated by people that say like, oh, I tried saunas and I tried cold plunges and it didn't work. Cool, they've just worked for billions of people throughout time.
1: <laughs> and it would, uh, I would, I would ask the questions of well, what were you actually expecting? Right. Like it, is it going to be a magical like night and day type of thing? No, no. Like even when we look at, I have a, a, a course that I've been taking of uh, physiological flexibility. Mm-hmm. We, we've talked, this is the first areas that we talk about is heat and cold. Even in the scientific literature, you know, some of these things were, we're not even sure yeah, we see and observe these phenomena with people, mm-hmm. and we're actually not even really sure of like how much that applies. Like, yeah. actually applies to people. Yep. Like, as a true improvements of biomarkers of health or yes. wellness or anything like that. Yeah. And they also just really feel good when you do them on the regular. Yeah. And if it feels good, it's likely as good.
0: Yeah, yeah, keep going. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, be mindful of yourself.
0: Yeah, 100%. And there's no competition. Mm -hmm. it it doesn't end well in these two yeah yeah and the salt float they're gonna kick you out so you're good
1: you can't just stay (laughs) as long as you want (laughs) yeah awesome this is fun to talk about especially looking forward to uh, when we have our guest sauna on hand yeah Um, there'll be more details to come on how you sign up how you experience that if that's something you're curious about and what other types of uh, activities we will have around that yeah so if you're also curious further, you can always talk to us as well. Send us a message online. We can help you get connected with the right places or the right.
0: right avenues to get hot, cold, or
1: yep. float. Exactly. For yeah. yourself. Yep. Any final thoughts from you?
0: No, this is fun. I'm excited for uh, sauna week.
1: Yeah. It's my favorite. I know. So uh, until next time, I'm Coach Jeremy. And I'm Coach Mo. Keep on getting hot and cold. <laughs> Keep trying to push those boundaries. And we'll talk to you next
2: time.